0: welcome to cardboard philosophy the board game podcast where we talk about nothing serious seriously each episode we randomly pick from a list of niche deep board game topics and have at it so we invite you to join us at the table listen in on our conversations and let us know what you think Welcome to episode 16 of Cardboard Philosophy. I could introduce everybody, but I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to roll a die and find out what we're talking about. So here we go. This is like a Hasbro production where you just get... You're not allowed to speak (laughs) while the die is rolling, Evan. (laughs) You messed it all up. It's not real random anymore. Sorry, continue. I was
1: just going to say it's like a Hasbro production where it's just like uncredited, designed it. (laughs) Yes.
0: We got... 24, which is, hilariously enough, a topic from my wife. So thanks to my wife. Uh, The topic is the necessity of winning. Mm -hmm. Why do people care so much about winning, sometimes to the point where they might even prefer to cheat than to lose the game? Why is losing such a big deal? And why is winning and having
2: fun so interlaced? my immediate first thought is a game is kind of like a contest of like performance of some kind, right? Like you're trying to be clever or smart or make the right plays or do something. And so to to win means that you performed the best and that you have like value or worth as a person or something. Like you somehow yeah. attach your, your worth as a person to how you did in this game. Like you are a better person because you performed better in this imaginary goofy scenario.
1: Yeah, I think we've kind of talked about that before with um, people being drawn to heavier games or more complex games is winning this, you know, really meaty, chonky, decision-laced game can make you feel a little bit smarter because like all these decisions that I came out on top of that. So I think that can definitely have an aspect to it. And I think that can be why some people take lighter games a little less seriously. Is because it's like, oh, well, I just didn't roll the dice enough. So, yeah, I, yeah, of course I didn't win because, like, clearly it has nothing to do with me. Which kind of gets into this weird side angle of psychology where it's why are you putting that much of your self-worth and your
0: self-value in a game? Yeah, I mean, speaking of the light games, there are some people who are very competitive, even during light games. Even during games, yeah. of just pure chance. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I played rapido. Uh, at a convention and somebody who doesn't really play games they were playing and they were so invested in it like they were screaming like like in a fun way they weren't like yelling at us but they were just like so invested in the outcome and of course it's because they were hoping that they would win right when they're rolling well they were just you know cheering themselves on or like berating others in a teasing you know nice way so it's it's not just about the heavy games i think it's about all games can lead to this kind of behavior where winning is above all else I think a really good
1: uh, way to start this is with a quote, which will get me a ding from Reiner Uh Which Wait, is, let's all
0: fill in a phrase. Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> we just like all fill in a piece of it.
1: When playing a game, the goal is to win,
2: but it is the goal that is important, not the winning. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we did it. Ding ding ding. What's Teamwork.
1: That? Um, and I think. The important thing to kind of lay as a groundwork to this discussion is the difference between people that are getting caught up in the moment and people that are putting more emphasis on the win than just the game. Because I think your example with Rapido, which belated ding, um, (laughs) that to me is that getting caught up in the moment, which I think is what I want. Out of every experience like that to me is what is going to guarantee I will go out my way to get a game and keep a game is if we all get so wrapped up in the experience that we don't even really think about what's happening we're just going along together in this communal moment that's awesome that's like what attracts me to this hobby in the first place, but if it's someone that's getting so wrapped up in their own headspace and in their own circumstances that they have to win and they'd be willing to go as far as to cheat to get there it's like no that's not the vibe i want that's that's way too
0: serious <laughs> i think the quote's a really good launching pad like there's two things here like when playing a game the goal is to win do we agree like is the goal to win i.e do all games need a win condition right maybe that's a bit a uh, different topic and then the second thing is The goal is important, not the winning. Do we agree with that? I think we can kind of separate the conversation into those two parts. I do agree. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because I think if we want to read between the lines, it's saying fun is being derived from pursuing the goal of winning, but it's not the completion of the goal that's going to unlock the fun. It's kind of like that old joke where it's, you know, the pirates are going over the seven seas and after years of exploration, they find the X and there's a mirror in there because it wasn't the treasure or the treasure was the <laughs> friends that they made along the way. Um, and I, I feel like that's kind of what that quote is getting at is the fun is the experience that you're sharing together along the way. Or like Robert old- is an absolute hysterics. <laughs> because I thought
0: you were going to say the old adage, which like I think Steve was yeah, thinking about, yeah. right? What's the what's the adage, Steve?
2: It's it's not the destination, it's the journey.
0: Right. And then he's like, the pirate joke that I've never heard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my goodness. Uh but yeah, I think that's a it's the same idea, right? Like it's not about like arriving at your destination. It's about the whole yeah. journey and all of the things that go there go to it. And like having that destination, like having a place that you're all shooting for is important. Like without that, you're just aimlessly wandering you're, you know what I mean like where the real fun comes from is in the pursuit of that goal sometimes people can think that the fun is purely in the achieving the actual grabbing of the trophy at the end maybe um, but I think we're sort of arguing that it's more about the trying to get it like who actually crosses that finish line is sort of you know I mean sure you can feel good and you can be the one who got there that's that's nice it's a good feeling um, for whatever human reason
0: but the, the, the destination is winning only for one player for the other players, the destination is the end of the game. True. So it's not like we're all going to end up winning and we need to enjoy the de- the journey towards winning. True. Even even if I know I'm going to lose a game, I feel like I can still have fun. Mm-hmm. So at that point, to me, it's like, I don't know if I totally agree with this first part that the goal is to win. I, I would almost say the goal is is to play the game. I think even if there is no win condition, I could enjoy doing something if you're like rallying in tennis or ping pong with a partner and not counting scores, you're still playing and you're still having a fun time, but there's no winner by the end of that. Yeah. I think, and that's certainly a game.
2: I think there, I mean, maybe you could argue you still have a goal or like the, like quote unquote winning is not letting the ball fall off the table. Right. Like you're, you're seeing how long you can just keep this going or whatever. Like, it's maybe an unspoken thing or like just sort of an intuited, inherent, you know, hey, let's just do this. No, oh, this is kind of fun. But yeah, I think there's still sort of like an agreed on thing that you're you're trying to do. Whether, But yeah, maybe it doesn't have to be like winning so much. It's just a, a goal, a thing you're doing. Well,
1: I think that kind of starts getting into the difference between a group activity and a game. Because if you think about a lot of party games, mm. they are very centered around um you can just play as many rounds as you want and then you can kind of forget about it and you don't even have to keep score necessarily it's just something that you're doing but you're usually doing that because you got a lot of people you just kind of want to have some laughs have a good time no one really wants to be so serious or are going to take score a game like root is going to be a little bit more serious inherently than something like just one but you never want it to become so serious that you're going to lose a friend over it right
0: hmm yeah, I mean that divide between game and activities maybe a different discussion. But I, I'm almost trying to say that playing the game or playing can be a goal in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So like I would I would reduce that quote to something even simpler: the goal of a game is to play, period, and to make sure everybody at the table is having a good time. That to me is when I'm having fun. Like in a co-op game, if we all lose, I had just as good of a time as if we all won. But some people would disagree with that or not feel that same way. So I think this question is also trying to get more at like. Let's assume there are people who treat winning as like the be-all, end-all. Why do they behave that way? And is that a good thing?
1: I I do think it does come down to a feeling of wanting to feel good about themselves. um, Because you can stake some merit in that. Especially when you start to factor in your opponents. Like if you feel inferior in certain social conditions to one of your opponents. And you're able to beat them in the game. It's kind of like, ha-ha. I do have one up on you in some way. (laughs) For me personally, I like winning as a challenge. It's kind of like, oh, well, we all have been given the same tools. Who's going to utilize those better? Uh, And if I feel like I just didn't really try that hard and I won, that always feels really shallow and very hollow to me. Whereas I feel like if I did something that I deemed it kind of risky and kind of dangerous almost, and I won, then my... Cleverness has been paid off
0: winning the game is one victory, but I think throughout a game people also make little goals for themselves like this game I want to get at least 50 points whether or not I win and then you feel like you won at the end. Or this game, I want to see if I can get seven sheep and like so you can also make little goals and get those kinds of wins. It's not necessarily about
2: winning the whole game. Yeah. Evan, you mentioned just one a little bit. Of, I brought it up last episode. Um I've never kept score in that game, and because it's not so much about that end winning thing of the whole group wins or loses or crosses some point threshold, it's like those what I, I'll say, like mini wins, micro wins. It's like each round yeah. you feel like mm-hmm. you won when the group can get the person to guess the thing, or when you didn't cross with somebody else and you have to scratch your words out like that feels like a win and you just get to have these little little wins throughout the game rather than one big one at the end whereas something like root which you were sort of comparing it to you know that's maybe you have like these little skirmish moments or like you win a battle where you roll some dice and ha I beat you I cleared you out you know I kind of won that battle but then there's also that larger all of those things build up to this big win I've definitely been there where I'm playing a game and I'll have moments where I'm not having a lot of fun, but then, you know, I'll pull off some combo or I'll actually be able to make a plan and do it like, okay, let's see if I can at least, you know, build a building. (laughs) Maybe I'm not going to win the game, but let's see if I can at least get the right resources to the right square and do all the steps to at least do the thing that I see everybody else doing clearly this is my first game other people have played this you know i'll let them win or like let them win yeah. humble <laughs> well, i mean it like accept it right like just accept that mm-hmm. maybe i'm you know it's it's totally okay if i'm not the winner or the best one this game but i can still try to see how well i can do and that's kind of what i think that gnezic is getting at right like you're still trying to do as good as you can you're still kind of pursuing the same goal if i just let people win right that doesn't feel good i think that's kind of what it gets at too right like three people at the table are trying to do something and one person is just over here throwing stuff randomly and just being an agent of chaos like that might not be very fun
0: i have a friend who's like that like we were playing age of steam one time and he (laughs) could totally have like not given people points but he chose to give them points and some people were really put off by that, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's cool, yeah, why not? like what's, <laughs> so what like it's it's by the rules of the game he's like they're still playing, and he has his reasons as arbitrary as they might be. that's even in some sense more realistic, like sometimes yeah. you get a handshake from somebody or whatever mm-hmm. um, and that helps you out, and maybe from other people's perspective, there's no reason why that happened." from their perspective you're just like giving them the win but to me that's still part of play which is why i don't like fully agree with this quote like i, I don't think the goal of winning as i've said before is like that important mm-hmm. but i feel like steve does and so there's like some some disagreement there
2: mm.
1: what i like about the quote is it implies that there needs to be some form of funneling in the experience where you're funneled toward a destination
0: There needs to be a destination. Yeah, there
1: needs to be a destination. Otherwise, like if I just threw a soccer ball into a group of people, at some point there has to be something that happens. Whether or not they take it super seriously and competitively and actually set up goals and stuff. But even if it's just a casual, let's just kick a ball around and have some fun, there's probably going to be like two trees that you're kicking that ball toward at the end of the day. So there has to be some sort of, I guess, end destination, for lack of a better term.
0: Yeah, I don't think there needs to be. I picked a soccer ball with another person and there was no purpose to it. It was just like, let's enjoy being together, like engaging in the same activity or the, the same state of play. And there was no points. There was no goal. Maybe we both had this idea of like, oh, we, we quote unquote win if we get good passes. Mm-hmm. But it was more about playing well right. than it was about winning. There's actually mm-hmm. a really good book about this concept of playing well, by the way. It's called The Well-Played Game by... DeKoven. yeah, um, that's even an even more extreme perspective than Kanitzia's. Like what Kanitsia is saying is, in some sense, kind of extreme to some people who are like, "What? No, winning is everything." And like Koven's like a step even further, where like there needs not be a goal. You can just play for the sake of play. Period.
2: Is it maybe that like games are a subset of playing? Like. Is, is playing like a fuzzier, you know, like, oh, we're just kind of kicking a ball around and just playing and just seeing if we can get good at kicking it and not kicking it way over there, but to each other, you know, like, and at a certain point, it might morph from just this play at, at a certain point, it becomes more of an official game where you're all right, if I can get it to you, we got to stay behind this line. And if we can still get it back to each other, then then we win or at a certain point, take it one step further, introduce an actual goal literal goal of like if Mm -hmm. I can kick it in there you have to try to stop me now we are competing rather than just cooperatively doing an activity is it at a certain point it becomes a game or is it always a game if you're playing like and it's just a very 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 light goalless game with no winner
1: well what I'm even thinking of is if you're walking to a friend's house like you're going to a party or whatever and you're kicking a soccer ball back and forth Mm -hmm. you're engaged in that activity in transit, but your destination is still your friend's house, so it's kind of like <laughs> what you're doing to fill the time to get there. Um,
0: I, I know that's something like yeah. though. No, I, I see it. Yeah, yeah, that actually that that makes some sense. It's like a very kind of vague thought, but it makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, I I struggle to imagine just like engagement in something without there being not necessarily points involved. Like I could definitely see kicking a ball back and forth, but. Like that is the what we're doing is we're kicking a ball back. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like I struggle to just exist.
2: <laughs> I have an example. Um, I, I, can't, I don't know if I brought this up before, but Jordan Draper, who I know I've mentioned before, has yeah. a game that I think he republished or found somewhere. I'm not sure. I don't think he's the original designer, but it's called I'd Eat That. And it's (laughs) essentially an RPG maybe, um, but there's just a bunch of little cards. They all have like ingredients and then some of them have like adjectives like roasted or fresh. And you just get a hand of these cards and you play like three rounds and it's kind of like chopped where you the first round is like entrees or something. And you can pick any number of your cards and put them down and then describe a dish that would use those ingredients and anything else you want. And then you just see if anybody else at the table says, I'd eat that. And if they do, you get to draw a card to give yourself a little bit more options for the following rounds. And that's it. There's no winners. There's no, you know, like nobody wins if they get the most cards or if they empty their hand or anything like that. It's purely just the exercise of here's some random ingredients. What can I even imagine that would include all those? And then can I in an appealing way, who would agree with me? Like, even the reward is you get another card you have to deal with and in the last round it doesn't even matter. <laughs> you know, like, I often wonder, like, is this a game or is this just like a thing you can do with people? Um, and, not that it to me, it doesn't really matter. I think it's still fun. Yeah, um, I don't it's, think it it's matters, still playful. Yeah. But I, I often wonder, like, where do you draw the line at, like, "quote unquote" game.
0: Well, I think that's next week's topic, assuming the die chooses it. I mean, there's still a destination there, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's a set number of rounds. You're not like sitting down and be yeah. like, "We're gonna play this forever." Yeah, there, right. There is... Nobody would sign up for that. So there's still some end place that you're going to, which is like twelve rounds. You know, whatever. It yeah, might yeah. be. I mean, in some vague sense, we're just saying everything needs a purpose. Which, you know, somebody listening is like, okay, guys, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had
1: someone once say to me that um, they did not want to play a certain game anymore because they had lost it. So they had won a bunch of times. And then I was like, hey, let's play this because like everybody likes this game. And they're like, ah, you know, I, I lost last time and I'm kind of over it now. And I wish I had dived <laughs> on that when they said it. I was... A little surprised by it though. I was like, wait, what? Where does that mindset come from? Because we've kind of talked about how people will put a little bit of themselves on the line when winning a game. But then how does that reflect when you start losing that game?
2: I mean, I think you can have a bad experience with a game. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there was, I mean, it's hard to say without knowing more context, but it's possible that not only did they lose, but like they like. Either really lost by a lot, or in such a way that they just really felt bad about themselves. Because I feel like I've been there, where it's it's not yeah. it's not just that I'm losing; it's the fact that I'm like watching everybody else seemingly just get it, and like they're running away with it and building an engine and just crushing it. And I'm sitting here, just can't even put two sticks together. You know what I mean? Like you just feel so like not smart. <laughs> like you you just feel like you're missing something, and and then and then it's over, and sure enough, you have ten points, and everybody else has fifty, seventy, eighty. You know, and you're just like. Uh. Uh, yeah i mean it's it's possible to just walk away from a game be like i was enjoying it and then i had a real bad experience i I don't know i mean i I would be curious to know a little more too have you had that experience after like 10
1: plays of the game though because this was well into playing it it was like i think that's interesting like our eighth or ninth time playing it it was like yeah i lost the last game
2: Hmm.
1: i mean there
0: are some games that make me play more competitively Than others like the most recent example was Brian Baru for me for some reason I just decided like something about the game like the amount of control it gave me it made me want to play really really competitively and I'm generally not I'm generally just like hanging it back having a good time but that game just captured me in a way for better or worse probably for worse that I was like genuinely upset that I lost at the end and I'm rarely like this so I think it's not like people a people B, you know they care about winning they don't sometimes the game itself can like present itself in a way that makes you care more for for some reason or another and it's not like so cut and dry if it's lucky or not lucky i think there's something deeper there
2: like some games just feel more competitive for sure at least in some cases there's like uh if you lose once okay but if you lose you know just yeah. over and over and over again and at a certain point you're like hope becomes lost with some really competitive like card games like You can go to an event and just get crushed and be like, I have no hope of winning these. There's not a lot of fun versus if you're playing against just some buddies who are you're on the same page and, you know, every once in a while you do get to win, even if it doesn't happen very often, that chance that maybe you'll get it this time, I think can keep a lot of people going. Whereas if you just feel like there's no way, then trying feels kind of, you know, not fun. I think that's
1: an interesting metric to go by as well as the experience of your opponents. Because if I go into like a crunchier Euro game against experienced players, I know I'm probably not going to win. But if I do well, it feels really good. Even if you don't win because it's like, hey, these guys know the systems. They understand the systems really, really well. They've played this for years. I don't know if that's necessarily what would get me to be competitive
2: because usually I'm going in there like, well, I'm probably going to lose this. I think that's kind of what I'm saying, too. Like if if the first time I play a game, you know, maybe I don't win, but if I at least like kind of get it a little bit and I see like I can Mm. see a future where I could win a game, you know, like, oh, yeah, if I play like two or three more times, I bet I I could I could be in the running, you know, whereas some you just try. You're like, no, I have zero desire to learn this game to the point where I would be competitive and like it's just not for me, you know.
0: I feel like at that point then like you're not abiding by the Canizio quote you're playing to win you're like I need to practice for two games so that I can have a chance at winning mm. right it's like you're saying like you at least need a chance which is maybe like a, a very hmm. soft version of the Canizio quote like you don't need to win but you need like a greater than 5% chance at winning to be invested where maybe some people would be fine if they had a 0% chance of winning yeah hm. <laughs> it's
1: like a group counseling session today
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> While you're talking, I got reminded of the fact that some games just feel worse to lose, like a multiplayer solitaire game where I'm building up my farm or my duchy or whatever, like even if I'm fifty points behind you, I am like, "Look what I built. Yeah. I did this thing. this is mine. I accomplished something mm-hmm. well, if you're just getting wrecked in like magic, that just feels really bad right yeah I th- like magic, I think would be one of the games that feels really bad to lose at, and a lot of those very direct confrontational games because the only way you win is by making your opponents lose like in a very direct way
2: yeah that's true
1: i think part of the reason that it feels bad in a game like that especially with ccgs like collectible card games is you don't necessarily know what your opponent has and in some cases like let's say you're borrowing their deck you don't necessarily know all that your deck has and so you could be getting curb stomped where you're down like 15 points And they just keep throwing stuff at you and you're like, I don't even know what any of this is. And I think that's why especially direct head to head can feel really bad is because it's just washing over you all this new stuff and new terms and you don't
2: even really feel equipped to grapple with it. Some games definitely feel frustrating where it's not just that I'm not going fast enough. It's like every time I take a step forward, I get knocked backwards, right? Like you, that losing of progress that I made can be very frustrating. I could almost see in some cases it being like a revenge thing. Like if you have a bad loss and you're just like, I want to get better at this. Um, that's probably rare though. Or yeah, I don't know. But that's
1: making the winning the destination because you're only going to get that sweet, <laughs> sweet revenge with the win.
0: I mean, in some sense, winning creates an arc. It's maybe like the oldest arc of all Mm. time, like in human history, right? Like everybody fights, somebody wins. Like that's like all stories ever. Mm. Or maybe a lot of them. And so maybe there's just something very human about winning. Like without that, we don't have a motivation. Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about cheating. Uh, You would rather cheat than lose. I have cheated before. Because I didn't want to lose in a co op. And like, I've been like, guys, I'm just going to pretend we did not roll a six. Okay. And and it's more out of a place of annoyance. Yeah. Like, if this roll goes (laughs) bad and we lose, losing feels annoying. Like, we have to redo this thing. Mm -hmm. We have to sit here for another 30 minutes if we quote unquote lose. Maybe that's like a game problem. Like, going back to some games are annoying or feel bad to lose at,
2: and others aren't. I think cheating in a co-op, it's like cheating, but you're cheating the rules, right? Like everybody at the table right. knows what's going on. You're all agreeing that you're going to just like, eh, hey, let's just let's just say that. Let's make it slightly easier. Let's give ourselves a break. Versus like actually trying to like hide a card that you didn't draw from other players, you know, like to actually yeah. win because the winning is more important to you than being honest to your friends. <laughs> Which, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know how often that happens. <laughs> I, I will definitely cheat in a co-op, but... <laughs>
1: usually with consent. I like a co-op where you can lose. So it's not even the losing of the co-op. It's just a lot of co-ops will use some level of randomness to create difficulty. And if the randomness is just like, if we roll a six, we lose, but everything else we win. And it's like, it's a six and we just spent two hours playing this. That to me doesn't feel as good as if it's like, well, you know, if we don't do this action, this action and this action, we're gonna have a problem. And someone decides, oh, I'm gonna do inventory instead. It's like, okay, well, we're gonna lose. That's I'm fine with because that's player driven. But if it's just I'm going to flip this card and it determines if I win or lose the game, that kind of takes a little bit of the fun away from me. In an actual competitive game, though, I don't think I would cheat, but I would definitely roll back a turn if people are cool with it, unless it's like a card draw.
0: Yeah, I have definitely cheated kind of with with consent, especially like if it's just my wife and I playing or something, like we'll be playing on Mars, which is like very steppy, like... You have to do A before B before C before D. And it's like, man, I forgot to get this mineral two turns ago. And I really, really should have, but I didn't. I did something else. Do you mind if I take a mineral? And we're like, yeah, whatever, go for it. Because you're you're like setting up for like this big play where you're going to spend two minerals to build two buildings. It's going to be so cool. And then the moment you go to do it, because you forgot one little detail, it just kind of gets robbed from you. And then it's like, just ask. And in our case, we'll almost always say yes, because... It's not that important, right? Yeah. You have fun. If having one more mineral right now means you have fun, go for it. But there's like totally a limit where if you do it too much, it stops being fun because the fun of the game is getting around those constraints and trying yeah. to be clever. So you have to like really balance it if you do allow this kind of consensual cheating, as we've called it.
1: This isn't pertinent to the conversation, but when we were kids, we had Monopoly. <laughs> and we felt bad for our grandma because she was like going to go bankrupt very early in the game. So what we'd started doing was we were just like, slip her 500 hundred dollar bills without her <laughs> noticing and she kept being like i just wanted to end why do i still have money <laughs> so we I were cheating that.
0: for her because we felt bad for her so for our impromptu uh, game of the bye week segment we're gonna do the game that most
2: makes us want to win brings out that competitive edge i will start um I guess for me, it feels like I got really into a collectible card game uh, flesh and blood. It's very much like magic or any of these other dueling card games. Um, Something about it, I think I got into it when it was still early on. And so at least the groups around here were still everybody was still learning it. It was fun to kind of get in there with everybody and uh, it seemed really customizable and cool and it was a really clever system. I still think it's a really clever system, but basically it very quickly turned into like the kids got way better than me and it just I, I just <laughs> get stomped anytime I go to would go to an event. Um, it's still fun, it's a cool game, but um it, it definitely brought out that part of me where like I it wasn't enough to just be hanging out with people and playing. I was like, no, I just I, like I, I feel bad when I'm not good at this game. Like I wanna get good and like yeah, it definitely made me feel yeah. competitive. I'll give an honorable mention to um a game called Super Mother Load. Um, I think it's based on a video game or like a flash game, um but published by Roxley. And the reason I mention this is because it's like my one of my wife's favorite games, purely because she has always won. She's like undefeated between the two of us. She's only played it with me. And so I I want to win that but at the same time I don't it just has like it (laughs) because I I don't want to like I don't want to end her streak but at the same time I really do um and so it's 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 a lot of fun the once in a while that we get to play it because uh it's just this ongoing saga at this point it's almost like a legacy game for us (laughs) I have two one is kind of
1: like the one where you don't want to let your wife lose for me though I have never lost a game of Great Western Trail uh, and so I want to keep that going because I think it's funny because I'm not usually that guy that wins everything, but I've never lost. I've actually never lost an Alexander Fister game either. So wow. I've played a ton, but I've never lost an Alexander Fister game.
0: So did you win that Boon Lake game with the three of us? Playing? I did,
1: and I realized a couple of days later, like, oh my word, I've never lost a Fister game. <laughs> uh, the actual answer, though, is Age of Steam, which I won't drone on about too too long because I tend to do that a lot. Uh, I think it's because it's perfect information to a degree, but there's yeah. so much strategy and foresight that you have to have in that game while still being able to pivot. It's just such a juicy balancing act. And even if you lose, just surviving to the end, I think, is very gratifying. But if you can survive to the end and survive the best compared to everybody else, man,
0: that feels good. I
1: love, I love Age of
0: Team. My runner-up would probably be Bust for the exact same reasons as Age of Steam. Like it's perfect info, no randomness, but like players can influence yeah. so much of of your game plan. It's not weird in between where like you feel like you have a lot of control, but you also don't. But the feeling of it makes you really want to play competitively. But my actual pick is Blood on the Clock Tower. When I'm a player in any social deduction game, really, I am incredibly competitive for some <laughs> reason. Uh, I get so much pleasure out of. Being conniving and tricking and convincing and persuading, <laughs> that winning one of those games makes you feel so good. Like, I remember games of other social deduction games where like, I've been like the lone bad guy left and I convinced everybody to kill the good guys. And that's like the one case where something in my brain just triggers and I get a lot of value out of winning those. But the cool thing about Blood on the Clock Tower is that even when I am the GM, which I literally have no win condition from the game. My goal is just to make everybody have a good time. I feel like I'm winning when everybody has a good time. So I love doing that as well. And that might even be my preferred way to play. If I had to only pick one, I might just say I'd rather be the GM than a player. But I did want to mention that because it's, it's a game where there is no win condition for one of the people, but they're still totally playing. All right, that is everything on our 16th episode, um, this time about winning. If you have any questions or comments, which I think so far one person has had. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. We read it. We appreciate it. <laughs> Please reach out to Cardboard philosophypod at gmail.com. Otherwise, we will see you in two weeks. Have a good one. Play some games.